Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Deacon of Real Estate podcast, starring Alex Deacon. And I am not he, he is not I, and I am not he. Alex, you are he. That's not like a rap song. It might be. What's uh, going on, Alex? Oh, how are you doing today, Adam? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Getting ready for, for Christmas and all that, so yeah. ready for it to be over. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even started yet. Right, exactly, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Okay, so uh, what do you want to talk about today? Anyway, Alex, I thought today it would be a great day to <clears throat> discuss whether or not you, meaning you listening at home, are cut out to be a landlord or not. Because um, I know being a landlord is much different than uh, you know property investment, flipping, different things like that. Um, talk to me a little bit about the positives and negatives and what it takes to be a successful and efficient landlord. Well, the the thing I focus on the most in what, when I do the um, training or when I'm talking to somebody who's just starting out is you have to be willing to literally work for free. You have to. It's a different mentality when you are an entrepreneur, real estate entrepreneur, any type of entrepreneur, right? It doesn't have to be real estate, mm-hmm. but you also have to keep in mind that I mean you're going to be working for free. So sometimes it's going to cost you money. Mm-hmm. Because you're paying your tuition, I call it tuition. And this business, in my opinion, you just don't jump into it and make money right away. Mm-hmm. So you almost pay your dues. If you want to be a landlord, you have to be willing to suffer. You have to be willing to pay your dues. You have to be willing to to learn, fail, grow from it. So some people just aren't cut out for that. You know, some people, honestly, you have to look yourself in the mirror and you have to make that decision. But if you're adverse to any sort of risk or any sort of uncomfortability in your life, then you shouldn't be a landlord because there is is some risk involved. Now, being, you know, 25 years in the business now, the risk for me is is extremely minimized because I know where the risk is and where it isn't. There's always some risk. But when you're first starting out, the risk level is super high because you know you just you don't your real estate IQ is low, risk is high. When your real estate IQ is high, your risk is low. And because I would imagine as a landlord, and and this goes to anybody out there for you know perfect example, if you're a person that is not you do not like um, confrontation, you do not like. Um, potentially awkward scenarios where you have to put the clamps on people sometimes, figuratively, not literally, uh, just metaphorically speaking here. But I think right off the bat, you know that being a landlord, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have more problems. I think on a regular basis to deal with. And if you're a person that doesn't deal with conflict well, that right off the bat might be a red flag to stay away from the landlord side of it. I mean, w- w- am I am I wrong about that or? Yes, it, it, honestly, it's success equals more problems it just it's just a matter of fact no money it's, no problems it's, it's like, it is it's so true it's it's how but it's how you handle it i look at problems you know i try to look at problems like a blessing because from every problem usually arises or can arise a solution or, or another door when one door closes another door opens yeah. and if you look at it that way it'll tend to work out that way for you. Now, for the longest time, and I still do, when something goes wrong, I literally just want to stop. You know, I'm like, you know what, I'm done, I'm giving up. Mm-hmm. And I'll have those days, and sometimes I'll have a couple days or a week, a couple weeks like that, but then I bounce back. So those are your entrepreneurial muscles at work. 
because you have to be able to bounce back. You have to take bad news, digest it. Yeah, you can have a bad day. You can go home and crawl into the, into the covers and just, just chill, but you have to be able to bounce back. And as you work those entrepreneurial muscles, those real estate investor muscles, they'll, they'll grow and problems will become less. And when they do come up, you don't look at them as problems. You look at them as opportunities. Just obstacles that just always looking for the silver yeah, lining well, in a way. We just had somebody, literally a key person on our repair side, uh, quit yesterday. I mean, he's quitting in the next couple of weeks. He he got a great opportunity. He's he's older. He the opportunity he has is probably more suited for his age. And I was sad to see him go because he's he's a huge asset. But you know, my wife and Travis, who runs the repair department, they were kind of like, "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do?" I said, "Don't worry about it." We met with a kid today fantastic I mean so and I knew this kid and got him at the right time so for every like I said for every door that closes another one opens you just have to be ready yep. at all times you know yep. be, on your, be on your A game always look at the positive side of things yeah for sure that for every for every end is a beginning you got it and every every beginning has an end so but I did a blog recently on on this landlording question of like and it's basically where could you, we find that blog Oh, you could find that on dhrea.com forward slash free learn, right? And bigger pockets. Oh, and bigger pockets. Yeah, actually, we're gonna have to post this on the DHR. Yes, sir. So yes, I, ba- I, um, it'll be on. By the time this is published, it'll be on there. So both yeah. sites. Bigger, what, he, what he said. <laughs> bigger pockets or dhrea.com. Yeah, but if you go to bigger pockets, which is a great website, you can learn a whole lot of stuff on that website. That's um, it's a free real estate forum. Biggerpockets.com. If you click on Alex Deacon, you can follow me. You can check out my blog post there, and then you go to our website, dhrea.com. But the one I just posted on Bigger Pockets is, Are You Cut Out to Be a Landlord? That's the heading of it. And unfortunately, we are not all created equal. So what I don't want to do is deter anyone from you know, trying to reach their dreams and, and be an entrepreneur and a success at real estate. I don't ever want to tell somebody... They can't do it. What I want to tell you is, if you're not cut out to be a landlord, you you need to think twice about jumping into it. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be one. What that means is, you can go and buy a property, but you should not manage the property. Correct. You should hire a good property manager. And by doing that, you eliminate what you're bad at and... You focus on what you're good at. You might be good at finding the deals. You might be good at the numbers. You might be good at accounting. You might be good at just everything else. But when it comes to that confrontation, like you said, with with tenants and knowing what to say and how to say it and when to say it, you should have a property manager. And almost, it's almost where play to your strengths and and you know have have the right people around you to to strengthen your weaknesses. Yes, and that all boils back down to and we you know every time we do one of these. These um, sessions we talk about team building. Yeah. You have to have a good team. I mean, I I, ha- I am good. I am really good at certain things, and I am really bad at other things. <laughs> so the the key to the, to success in anything is knowing what you're good at and knowing what you're bad at. And and if you think you're good at everything, then there's there's something wrong. Yes. So if you're the kind of person that thinks I can do it better than anyone else, and you probably should look in the mirror and think about that a little closer because there's always someone who can do it better than you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's imperative in any industry, no matter whether you're you're a self entrepreneur, no matter what you're doing, you have to check yourself. You know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. have, and it's 
I'm very hard on myself all the time, but I do that to set goals, to, you know, because unless, and not, I'm not saying everybody should knock themselves down, please don't take it that way, but when I do, I tend to set goals, and, you know, maybe it shouldn't take me to get to that point, but that goes along with anything else. Sometimes in this, yeah. you know, you, you have to fall to... You, you have to, to have some humility. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Definitely. So, anyway, if you go back to this blog, I was um, just reading through it here real quick. So, some folks are not cut out to be a landlord. Um, if you're not able to handle risk and uncertainty, this is one thing that you will not read in any book, mm -hmm. any real estate book, or any anybody who's online or, or has a commercial on television is always going to be upbeat and optimistic and positive, mm -hmm. and nothing can ever go wrong in real estate. And there's no, there's no reason not to think that way, mm -hmm. but that's a bad way to think because there are bad things that are going to happen right so i'm not saying don't think positive but yeah you have to absolutely think positive you have to bounce back after any sort of uh, wrongs that have been done to you or anything that's gone wrong with you in your business life but you also have to be able to bounce back and be realistic so it's not just being positive but it's being positive and sprinkle in some realism mm -hmm. you know I, I truly believe there is such a thing as is positive cynicism you know, it, it's not, you know, obviously cynicism can be very negative, but if it's to point out something that, that you need to see to help you overcome something, whether you want to see it or not, I think that's a good thing. I really do. Yeah, and, you know, I, don't, I don't take that as, as a negative. Yeah, without a doubt. You need, you need to sprinkle in some cynicism and yes. reality. Yes. But to always look at things like the glass is half full all the time, is that's just bad. Sometimes you got to see that it's half empty yep. just to appreciate when it's yeah. half full. Yeah, you do. So one day in, in my life, literally every day is a roller coaster. I mean, in all the businesses I have and I run, it's up and down all the time. It's never... And I guess, you know what, that's probably good because it's the down times that you appreciate when things are going right. Yeah. You know, it really is. You can't, It can't be going right all the time because then you get... Spoiled. You get spoiled. You get a different view on an outlook on life mm -hmm. and... I mean, the downtimes give you that balance. Yes. You know? I agree. I guess it's kind of like, it, you could equate that to like a Hollywood star, you know, that grew up in Hollywood and everything was a certain way. And then when things tank, everything's always good for this child star. And then things tank. And everything goes And away. nobody wants you. Yep. And those folks go into deep depression. And, yep. and, and that's bad because they haven't had it up and down. They right. haven't had the ups and downs. I've had plenty of that. And I still get it every day. It's not like one day I'm... I'm on top of the world, and the next day I get a $20,000 sewer line that needs replaced. And, you know, or the, the next day I'm getting sued because somebody slipped and fell on one of my sidewalks. That I mean, the more real estate you own, the more businesses you own, the more successful you are, you're going to have more lawsuits. Yep. It just comes with it, especially yep. in real estate. You have just, it's just amazing what people, one lady fell through a ceiling in one of our properties, which... She was up in the attic for what reason I don't know, um, and she fell through the ceiling and, and sued. And it's just it's not it's like it's unfair, right? Right. Oh, why do I have to even? Why are we even going to court over this? It's like I'm not the one that walked up to the attic and fell through the floor. <laughs> it wasn't an attic that you like should be in Ooh, anyway. Right, exactly. Right. 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 So, but that's the kind of thing you have to deal with. It's a complete unfairness the way the landlord and tenant laws are written. Mm -hmm. They're unfair to landlords. So get ready for it. I'll give you a good example. Uh, tenants not paying their rent. Middle of winter. Her boiler stops working. I think I told this story before. Mm -hmm. 
you have to fix the boiler. So if it's a $5,000 repair, and that lady's living there for free, and she's filed for bankruptcy, and she's going to continue living there for the next nine months for free, you have to buy a boiler, and you have to fix it, and you have to repair it. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You have to supply that woman heat until you go through the due process of the eviction or the bankruptcy, you're responsible for that house. So that's the kind of thing that will put you over the edge if you're a landlord. And it, are tenant landlord laws is that are they do they differ state by state or is there I'm, a, I'm sure they do. Okay. I'm sure they do, but I'm I'm also sure that a blanket statement said right here is every state probably one way or another is in favor of the tenant, the tenant more than they are in favor of the landlord. So definitely, if you happen to be outside of Pennsylvania, definitely check your local laws and know your laws. And that, that's one thing, you know, knowledge, like we always talk about too, knowledge and information is just as important as anything else. Yeah, so true. So, I mean, there's just so much to learn or so much to know about being a landlord. And the way you landlord, the way you run your landlording business, if, you, if you're an owner of one property or 10 properties, it varies, okay, from state to state. It varies from county to county. It'll vary from municipality to municipality, depending on who's the magistrate and how they look at the landlord and the tenant. And it depends on what area you're buying in. If you're buying in a predominantly higher income area, you're going to have different issues right. than you will if you're buying in a low or high crime, low income, high crime area. The issues are going to be different. And you have like to know day. what they are. And that's, again, that's something you, you're not going to typically read in a book until you get out there and know the market and know what the differences are. And know your market, too. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. So typically, um, it's, just, it's, a tough, it's just a tough business. So we'll go down through some, some more of my uh, point, bullet points on this blog. But if you want instant gratification, you're not cut out to be a landlord. If you want instant gratification in any sort of entrepreneurial business, you're really not cut out for it because you're not going to get instant gratification. Because this is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, yeah. okay? Slow and steady wins the race sometimes. Uh, one thing I see a lot, a ton of investors jump into this game and they have zero money. So how many times do you see buy, buy with zero money down, become a millionaire overnight? That gets you to buy the book. But the reality <laughs> is... You need to have a contingency fund set aside. So, for instance, you buy your first home, make sure you have three, six months of mortgage payments set aside. Because if something goes wrong with that particular investment or something goes wrong in your financial, personal life, you need to have that money set aside because that stress will literally kill you. So make sure you have enough money set aside before you jump into this. Don't be riding on a shoestring budget because one thing goes wrong and, and you're living in a house of cards. Right. It comes tumbling down. You need to have the proper team in place, of course. So that's what all landlords need to ask yourself. Am I cut off for this or should I get a good property manager? And I mean good. It's hard to find a good property management company. And believe me, I run one and sometimes we're not perfect either. It's it's, a, it's an ongoing process of, of becoming better and better as a property management company. Um, you should not own a property in your personal name. You should always buy it in an LLC corporation. Uh, typically, a lot of beginners will buy. Pro I do. I still own property in my personal name, so I did that in the beginning days, and I only have a few left. So eventually, I need to get those out of my name. And it's. I guess it's okay at first because 
typically when you start out as a an, an investor, you don't have much money, so you don't have many assets anyway. Okay. So if you get sued, uh, the chances of you losing anything is limited because you don't own anything. You right. don't have anything. But as you grow and your wealth grows, you want to find devices that will help protect that, ink, mm-hmm. you know, that wealth. And the way to do that is through, you know, incorporating and in, in LLCs and proper insurances and all that stuff. Okay. And then, you know, we talked about the laws are typically in favor of the tenants and consumers. So, you know, if you don't have the patience and don't understand that the way things work in reality are not the way things work in that lease. Like that lease that you read, it says the tenant must do this, 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 and this, or else. Or else what? (laughs) So if you take that lease into the practical world and see how things work, like the boiler I was telling you about, you have to replace because the lady's not paying her rent, it doesn't matter, you still have to fix it. You know, it's, it's, there's the practical world and then there's the legal world. And you really need to know both. You need to know what that lease means legally and how it's you know what your rights are but then you need to know how in real life things work and you you know you need to know both sides of that coin so there's so much to learn so i preach to all of my the people that come to my uh, seminars and, and workshops and stuff i preach quality not quantity so if you're looking to, if your goal is to buy 100 units in the next 5 years or next three years, it's probably not realistic. I would say set a goal that you want to buy X amount of quality properties in the next five years. Not the volume, but X amount of quality properties in the next five years. And get a good mentor, surround yourself with good people, honest people, people you can trust, people that are more successful than you, people that are smarter than you. And by doing all these little nuggets of you know, information I'm giving you today, along with, you know, your journey on learning and growing, you'll, you'll become a success either way. And, and to be honest, you're a success as long as you don't quit. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need to reach the 100 units or make a billion dollars, but if you get up every morning and you continually just try your best, then you're a success. See, I like, I like what you said about, you know... Uh, Shall we hold hands now? We should hold hands. We that can was, even kumbaya if you that want. That was warm. It was very warm. Yeah. I did like what you said about, you know, uh, surround yourself with good people because one, one of the ways that I've heard that before, and we've talked about that on here. Do you need is, a hug? I might need a hug. I might. It, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry season. to interrupt. I just, I'm, I'm emotionally charged right now. I feel good about that, though. I feel, no, no, but you are, you, you're the sum of the five, you know, you're the sum of the five uh, closest people around you. Right. And in that, in, in that capacity, it's easy for me because I'm a Well, your five friends must be total a-holes. I was going to say, for me, it's easy because I'm a total idiot. But it's, I've always <laughs> said, like, it's, it's almost it's, – I, I, I enjoy scenarios when I'm the least educated person in the room because I can do nothing but learn. You know? and, and we have to go into that open-minded mindset of you don't know it all. And you want to be a sponge, especially in real estate, especially in investing. You want to be a sponge and soak up. And, and that's why you need successful people around you. Otherwise, you won't find success because you need people to kind of bring you, cut you down to size and bring that humility into your life right. like we talked about earlier. Amen. So, Alex, I think, I think this was the perfect broadcast today. You think so? I think this was perfect. Wow. I mean, that's, you know... That's maybe we're a little biased. Your bar is so low. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It, it's, I don't even know if it was really about what people were expecting. Uh, are you cut out to be a landlord? Because we talked about a lot of you know different things that really don't have to do with being a landlord. More about soul searching and things like that. But 
Um, that, I think that's, that's part a, of the decision. That's, yeah, that's a there. lot of what, what it is. Yep. So, guys, listen, we hope that you're checking us out on DHREA.com. If you're not, you can listen to this broadcast on Google Play, iTunes, Spreaker. Go to your favorite podcast uh, podcast, and, and search Deacon Hoover or The Deacon of Real Estate, and I'm sure you, you will find us there. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Deacon Hoover. Uh, like us on Facebook, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. Guys, I'm giving you all kinds of places to find us, follow us. Like our material, comment, send us some messages if you guys uh, have anything that you want to join the conversation. Um, we appreciate you guys, and we hope you had a great holiday season, and have a happy new year, guys. From everyone at DHREA here at Deacon Hoover. We'll see you next time.